Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason from Orange Time Force, and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Welcome to Toku Secrets. Join us as we journey into the marvelous world of Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, Power Rangers, and many other Tokusatsu. Get ready for the adventure of a lifetime. It's Morphin Time, Link to the Morphin. I'm Nathan Desai, the dazzling adventurer, Spoken Silver. And I'm Rizwan Merchant, Gokai Red. And, and we're, we're Token Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Token Secrets Podcast, presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I'm your host, Nathan Desai, Spoken Silver. And I'm Rizwan Merchant, Gokai Red. And today, guys, this is our very last podcast for the year of 2023. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what the what the year's been like uh, just for a couple of minutes later at the end. But uh, today, uh, the two of us are here. Uh, we're taking a little bit of a break from uh, Time Ranger to... Uh, we needed a, a timeout. Okay, are you just going to keep making all these bad puns and all these podcasts, too? <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the end of this podcast, you will say my puns are a train wreck. Okay, you know, I've been dr- I've been driving my wife crazy with all these stupid dad jokes I keep laying on her, but I think you're starting to outdo me even worse. Look, I'm here to derail the conversation for you. Okay, dude, just stop, damn it. <laughs> but anyway, today, uh, in case you can't get the hint of uh, Riz's bad puns, uh, we're actually going to be taking a look at a... Fan production from uh, Zenith Films. Uh, this is a fan adaptation of Reisha Sentai Tokyujer. Most of you might remember that. It's uh, it's actually the most recent Sentai that Yasuko Kobayashi, who also did uh, Gingaman, Time Ranger, uh, and uh, Go uh, Shinkinder and Go Busters, uh, which is how it kind of relates, since we're trying to do her Sentais over these next couple of months. Um, and it was the first Sentai that we ever reviewed on Toku Secrets, so it's a pretty big deal. Uh, we to kind of get the hint on like what it's been like um, for that. Uh, both of us, I mean, we didn't hate Tokuger. It's certainly not the worst Sentai ever, but it's not Yasuko Kobayashi's best Sentai, in my opinion. It was. It was like a. High C, low B tier, I would say. More C than B. I mean, it's her worst Sentai that she's done, but at the same time, she gave us Ginga Man, she gave us Time Ranger, which I know that we have... I know that, like, maybe that's not the greatest Sentai that we've seen, but we're still liking Time Ranger a lot. So, I mean, it's a good one. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, with the spoilers I'm about to give you for our next podcast... Yeah. At the time of this recording, we have published parts one and two of the series. We have part three recorded. And then part four is the most recent one that we're working on doing. Yeah. Which will cover everything up until the end game. And my thoughts have drastically improved during this last set of episodes we're watching. I'm not done yet. I still have like, what, four episodes left to watch before Uh we're done with the bats. But yeah, I'm definitely liking Time Ranger. 
Yeah, so she gave us that. She gave us Shinkinger, which we all loved. And uh, at least you and me, Riz, I mean, I I think this could be an unpopular opinion, but we like Ghostbusters here on Toku Secrets, so... Yeah, I like Ghostbusters. I I don't understand the hate for Ghostbusters, to be quite honest with you, Nate. Yeah. I, I don't see it. I know people are telling me that people think this is like a Power Ranger tryhard type thing, but to them yeah. I say, okay, and... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Tokyuger, I guess, is technically her worst, but, I mean, if you want an idea on, like, why I think she's the GOAT Sentai writer, her worst Sentai is still better than the two Sentais that Michiko Yokote <laughs> has done, which is Geki Ranger and Gosager. So, <laughs> like, so... Which I, I'm sure of it, Michiko Yokote is a nice woman, and she's done some other great things, but... And I hear that she did some episodes of Kira Major, and I hear Kira Major's good, so I'll give her a chance on that, but... her Both times that she's been a head writer, and you've already seen us review one of her Sentais in depth on Toku Secrets... It, and it's you just hear my continual it. rant, even after we're done with that dang season. Yeah. So, but but yeah, like, Tokyuger... It's not Yasuko Kobayashi's best work, but even her worst work is better than some other Sentais. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, I believe this, they actually launched this, uh, if the YouTube channel is supposed to be correctly, they launched the uh, Rail Riders thing uh, in, uh, like, earlier this year. Like, the YouTube yeah. channel said that, like, it came out two months ago, so. Yeah, so... As of the time of this recording, episode two came out somewhere between the last two, three months. And then, if I understand correctly, episode two came out last week. Yep. And from what I've been reading, they plan to make this a five-episode thing. So we're two-fifths of the way done already. Okay. And uh, I, I also want to say this. I'm glad that they're doing this because, unfortunately, it does not look like... I mean, Tokyuger is going to be 10 years old next year. Wow, I'm getting so old. They still haven't gotten a Power Rangers adaptation. And I personally am kind of bummed like that about that because I do think that they could make something good out of Tokyuger. You know, I, I was going to say this earlier, but I forgot. I never thought Toku Secrets would have a chance to put a Toku user team suit thing on our page again for a new review because we've already done all the Toku user and like you said, the prospects of getting it adapted in America are really low. So I never thought we'd see Toku user back on our channel yeah. again. So I, I appreciate them doing this production. Yeah. And go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, I appreciate them doing this production, but I also appreciate the way they did it. Uh huh. Um, this is a very Saban esque approach they took, in mm -hmm. a good way. They took the best parts of what Saban did, where Saban took Sentai footage from Japan, and they spliced it in with American footage with American actors and all that stuff. And they made a cohesive story. Mm -hmm. These guys did that. And it 
actually really works. And when we get to the end of the episode, I'm going to drop a bombshell that, well, it's not really a bombshell. I think it's a fact, but we'll, we'll yeah. see how it turns out. And I mean, j- just to say one other thing about this, like some people say, well, they shouldn't adapt it because Tokyuger sucks, which, okay, even if Tokyuger isn't the best, well, I mean, just to kind of give you uh, an example of how you can take a Sentai that's not that good and turn it into a good Power Ranger season, I mean, we don't like Eki Ranger on Toku Secrets, but we damn sure love Jungle Fury. That is a damn good Power Ranger season. So, yeah. Like, so you can take something that's not that good and make it into something. I don't know if I would call Jungle Fury amazing, but it's just short of amazing. And then on the other right. side of the spectrum, we have Overdrive and Bokenzer. Yeah, exactly. Which we'll be doing Bokenzer soon, but... At some uh, point. Yeah. So, to kind of jump in with Rail Riders, uh, so we actually start off with a flashback where uh, we where we meet our uh, main characters. We have uh, Marcus, who... It, um, we have Marcus, Sanzo. Goo, I think that's they just call him San. Uh, Charlie, Bay, and uh, and we also have this other guy named Tomas who's not going to be in the rest of this episode, but because uh, that's for the next one. Yeah. But uh, and they are, you know, they've just been through like this huge battle and they've all recovered, and then they see their friend, uh, their other friend Gus, like you know, just ready to shoot someone, and then we go to a flashback six months earlier where. Um, these characters, they're all like, a, you know, everybody, they're all on the run from these people called the Shadow Line uh, from, uh, I can't remember what the foot soldiers are called. Are they called the same thing that they are in Tokyo or? I, I don't know if they are. Um, I know that the villains are called the uh, Shadow Line. Okay. I'm looking it up right now, actually. Hang on. But I... Uh, on on a complete side note, though, they have a very clever way of like explaining why the foot soldiers don't look the same in original footage as they do in a uh, in a Sentai footage. They say that like the ones that in the uh, in the original footage are like level one or something, so like they're a rank above. And then when they transition to Sentai footage, it's the uh, stronger ones. If that makes yeah, sense. so they call them ragdolls. Yeah, okay, I'll go with it. Uh, so they spend most of the first half of the episode, like, you know, they all come together and they're trying to fight off the, uh, to fight off the foot soldiers. And then, you know, after they escape and a city gets completely blown up, they, you were going to say something, Riz? Yeah, I messed up. It's not, the Ragdoll's not the name of the foot soldier. It's actually Kuro's. Okay. Then same thing they were called in Tokyo. Right? Yeah. No, Ragdoll's the name of the villain of the week for this one. Oh. Yeah, my bad. Okay, so they get told about, you know, having to battle against the Shadow Line. They, uh, when they encounter a conductor that comes from uh, a train called the Rainbow Line, and they're told that they're given the power to fight, to stop the Shadow Line. And, you know, of course, they, they all, um, <laughs> they all fight over, uh, well, I can't remember about blue and red, but I do remember that like pink, green, and yellow all like, yeah, like yellow's given green and just like, yeah, I'm not feeling green, so I'll just take yellow or something like that. Like really hilarious. And 
then they uh they and it, it pretty much plays out like the first Tokyo episode from that point forward. Like, you know, they all arrive to stop the ragdoll villain that Riz just mentioned as he's attacking and then they transition to Tokyo footage and they save the day and then they set off to their next line to basically save it from the shadow line. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say this real quick um, about like just to kind of jump in, we're talking about the transition from Sentai to like original to Sentai footage. This might sound a little controversial to some people, but I think the way, like the locations that they pick and like to like with the background of a Sentai footage, sometimes I think, I mean, it looks a lot better than some cases in actual Power Ranger seasons. Like, so we're dropping the bomb early. Got it. Yeah. No, I have to say that Zenith Productions, whatever they're called. Yeah. Crap, what, Zenith Films. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I, I love y'all, but name still new to me. Um, Zenith Films has done a phenomenal job with this stuff. Like, if you didn't, if I didn't know any better, and I didn't notice the fan production, I could have been fooled into thinking this is a legitimate thing. Yeah. Because the production value for what they did was really good. They got really good actors. I thought they all did job really well. Um, I, I mean, this is probably better than the majority of Neo Saban and some of the stuff that even preceded it. Yeah, like to kind of give an example and okay, I don't want this to rob from the fact that like it's a great episode and everything, but a perfect example with the Sentai that we're watching, um, in Power Rangers Time Force, uh, the episode where uh, they're trying to get control of the Q-Rex, there's so that both episodes of Time Force and Time Ranger play out where like the Red and the Sixth Rangers are both arguing, but in time in Time Ranger, Tatsuya and Naoto are like arguing in like a back alley and like a warehouse. In Time Force, Eric and and I actually am looking at this right now, like Eric and Wes are arguing in the middle of like what looks like a like an electrical power plant or something, like nowhere like barely any warehouses in the background and then all of a sudden they morph and then they're right in the middle of like a warehouse where Naoto and Tatsuya were arguing it's like really couldn't you have just put it in like an out like I mean I'm pretty sure it's not that hard to find a place where like there's just a bunch of warehouses with like open space like a power plant does not look the same thing as like an alley with a bunch of warehouses in the background it really doesn't so and again I love time for I love time force to death, but sometimes the transition and and this goes for other seasons. Sometimes the transition from Sentai footage to original footage doesn't always work, even in the best Power Ranger seasons. But but you know what makes this even more crazy to me, Nate? This entire production is only done within the area of Detroit. Oh wow! Yeah, so. How they found these different locations and were able to match the footage. I mean, they had to have studied Tokyuzer to death to find what they could adapt, how they could adapt it to make it all work. Because I don't know, man. I mean, like, some of those scenes that they pulled in from Tokyuzer, you're right. It felt so seamless. Like, 
it was perfect almost. Yeah. Like, there's only one edit they made in episode one that I question. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, what's the edit you're talking about? We'll get to that when we get to that. Oh, okay. I want to talk about that in the character stuff. Yeah, I'm, I think, like, I still need to, like, as far as, like, the characters are concerned, like, I, and I'm going off of this because I've also seen the second episode uh, as well. Um, yeah. I, if I'm, com- I so I definitely like Marcus. I feel like he gets right down, like, you know, an adaptation of right down where, you know, he's kind of a doofus and all that. Uh, he, look, he's not really a doofus though in my opinion like Marcus has some he's very playful but he's not a doofus I wouldn't say that okay then like he, he I don't I don't think he's exactly like right and I think that's a good thing yeah yeah I guess yeah the more I think about it I can see that yeah um, if I remember correctly, and it's been 10 years, Nate, but Wright's personality in Tokyuzer was more, um, he forgot everything about his life, and he had amnesia or something, right? I think they all had amnesia. I, I know, at least he did. Yeah. I, it's been 10 years, guys, in well, the audience R- listening. R- I'm sorry. Okay, Wright is your typical Red Ranger around that time, not yeah. named Marvelous or Takeru. Like, just a mm-hmm. kind of a, I don't know, like, ever since, I mean, I really, ever since a certain Sentai Red Ranger, who I'm not going to name, because I don't want to mention his name in the presence of Riz, it just feels like every Sentai Red from that point, and maybe it stopped, because I, I mean, I know it didn't stop with me, Ninja, uh, but... Uh, Almost every Red Ranger was just kind of a clumsy doofus idiot, and sometimes it worked. Like not- King from Cure Uter could be kind of a kind of a doofus, but a lovable doofus. I'm not saying that they're all bad Red Rangers, but they all had that kind of quirk. With the with a few exceptions, like Takeru wasn't like that, and Marvelous wasn't like that. But Zeodzer Red wasn't like that either. Yeah, yeah. He was more okay. reserved. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about uh, Yamato. Yeah, no, Yamato is honestly still one of my favorite reds from a personal bias point of view. Yeah. But no, you're right. A lot of the reds that we see post uh, the idiot, as I'll call him, they have been very excitable and goofy and... They lean a lot more into comic relief, I guess. I wouldn't say Hiromu from Ghostbusters. No, Hiromu was, was... He was walking kind of a fine line on that. Well, the unfortunate part about Hiromu is that he had that uh, chicken yeah. allergy thing or whatever. Uh, fear of chickens. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched that, too. Yeah. But yeah, those are the... I guess there's only, like, four exceptions. Takeru was nothing like that. Marvelous. I mean, he could be a hot-headed... Person, yeah. but in a good badass way. Uh, Hiromu was good and Yamato was good. But see, the thing about Marcus is he was self confident. He was a really strong fighter. Like, he could knock out the Kuros pretty easily. And also, I want to take a second while we're on that note 
the fighting production wonder and civilian form is also pretty dang good yeah like the choreography was down packed like these guys were not playing around yeah like this is like i mean i would probably say like a power rangers time force like dan southworth like stunt level unmorphite because like with like that production yeah Um, I, I guess Sanzoku, okay, I'm just going to call him San, because that's a complicated name, uh. I have so many questions about this guy. Yeah, like what? Okay, so number one, why is his name Sanzoku? And he's a white guy. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive or racist or anything, but. I'm genuinely trying to understand the backstory here. Like, my headcanon as of this recording is Sanzoku was adopted by a Japanese family who couldn't have kids, and they named him something more traditional Japanese to keep the family. And, yeah. But I'm just curious, like, what was the actual reason behind that? Um, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they'll explain to me these next couple of episodes. I mean, hopefully we can get uh, Zenith to listen to this podcast and they can maybe address it to us at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, as of this recording, I haven't even told their production team that we're doing this podcast. Oh. So, um, yeah, like with Carl Dutton, he knew well in advance that we're doing something for the audio drama. But, uh, yeah, Zenith does not have any idea. I would probably, uh, I mean, I think he gets Togachi down. Like, you know, he's probably very similar to Togachi from uh, Tokyuger, which unfortunately is, and no, no disrespect to the actor. I mean, the actor is, I mean, he's doing a great job, but I was not a huge fan of Togachi, but I don't know. I mean, maybe. That was blue, these... right? Yeah. Yeah, I I remember Tokachi being the more, I don't want to call him irritating, Nate, but he definitely grated on my nerves a good bit. I don't, now, to Sanzoku's credit, I don't think he's Oh, no, annoying. absolutely not. He's, not. But he definitely gets the awkward nerd part down. He, he takes the trope that they're trying to go, to go with for this guy, and they made it work correctly. Uh-huh. Like, his acting was good. He was definitely a bit more self-conscious kind of unserve himself and definitely a nerd like you said that that was done that was down pack mm-hmm. um so yeah i think they took the sentai really to heart when they were writing this and they found ways to improve what tokyo did yep and speaking of things uh did you want to say anything else about sanzoku no no, no. go ahead uh speaking of things that this thing improves on tokyo uh charlie this character, I think, is uh, way better than her Sentai counterpart. Like, I can't rem- Like, I, I got vibes that. Wait, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at the fact that I don't remember anything about Mio. Yeah, exactly. Like, I get the vibe that they were trying to make her out to be a tomboy ass character, like similar to Luca from Gokaiger, but I can't remember anything. Like, this woman, Charlie. It feels like 
everything that they were trying to make Mio to be, she's doing. Okay, but but real talk for a second. Charlie is probably the goat of this season. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like just the way she berated uh, Sanzoku and said, "You're just a bootlicker. You can't even spell mud." And he's like, "I'm dyslexic. I can't spell." <laughs> I was like, this is this is great banter. Yeah. And just her personality, like, strong, independent uh, female, don't need no man. She got that down pack, and I thought she did a really good job with, like, being that self-confident, go-getter, badass woman that she is. I mean, she reminds me of uh, Luca from Go Kaiger with how much she's berating everybody Dude. else. But yeah. that's a good thing, because Luca is. is an S-tier yellow, so... Wait, you think Luca's S tier, don't you? Yes, Nathan. I think she's S tier. Okay, she's cool. one of the best yellows. Okay, cool. <laughs> the only yellow I would probably even put on her same level is uh, Domon from Time Ranger. Mm. Yeah, like I don't think there's any other yellow that has that designation in my book. Well, I mean, Kotoha deserves to be up there. Kotoha deserves to be up there for a very different reason. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Charlie, like, she's probably going to be the main person. I mean, she does a lot more of it's kind of funny in the next episode, which we'll yeah. talk about. But yeah, I, I, I really like Charlie. And I and even in this first episode, I get really good vibes off of her. Oh, yeah. She was... I don't want to say that she's the glue of the team, but she definitely is a big glue that keeps the team together and that she's, like, she's a strong fighter. And she's also, like, the one that's kind of giving more direction to the team. Yep. Uh, so next up, uh, we have Gus, which... I'm not, I don't know how I feel about Gus. I mean, I, I think his actor's doing a good job, but when I compare him to Hikari, I don't... What, what do you think? I, I think Gus is a pretty good character. I have nothing negative to say about him. Um, I just need more from him because I think the focus has not been really given to him as much as the others have gotten so far. Yeah, I just get the vibe that he's just like this guy who's a little crazy and he doesn't actually want to be there. Yeah. It's like when you asked me what my thoughts were on Time Fire and the last podcast we did. Yeah. And I told you I couldn't give you an honest answer until we watched more of it, right? Like, yep. I, I need I need more time with Time Fire to really understand him. I need more time to understand Gus. Yep. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get some more from him in the uh, in the next four episodes, yeah. uh, five episodes. Sorry, three episodes remaining. But yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean four from this point. And to wrap it up uh, with Faye, what do we think of her? She is extremely adorable. Yeah, just like her Sentai counterpart. I have to know, why did Faye have a garbage bag full of money? <laughs> did she? I have to know the answer to this. Yeah, I really want to know that. Like, she drops a bag of money, she walks off, she's asking to go back and get the bag of money, and she doesn't. And then, spoilers for the next episode, but they don't mention the bag of money again. Where... What is yeah. the bag of money for? Yeah, they told me. Were you trying to steal something? Did you steal something, Faye? 
I think Faye went to the bank and made a deposit. Well, made a withdrawal but, in this case. Yeah, you know that word. Look, I, it's yeah. been a week. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably yeah. She's an adorable character. She's on par with her Sentai counterpart. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I mean, Kagura. I mean, I wouldn't put her as an S tier pink, but she's like an A or B tier just because of how adorable she is. Like, she's one of those characters where if you if you dislike Kagura, you have no soul. Ka- Kagura is in the same vein as Kotaha to me. Yeah. I, I think they're both really well-done characters in terms of, like, just being the more feminine, adorable uh, character that is there. But then when it comes down to getting down to business, she can whoop some ass when she wants to. Just like I am from uh, yeah. Go Badger. Exactly. And, okay, so here's where I'll make my comment. I... I loved all the transitions from Sentai footage back to American footage. But I have to ask, why did we cut to a scene of Kagura hyping herself up from the Sentai footage when Faye is hyping herself up in the American footage? I thought that was kind of an odd transition to make. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what to think about that either. I was I was so confused. I was, like, I was looking like, forward to seeing that too because you told me that that was a questionable scene when you were texting it to me. Yeah. I I didn't want to tell you what it was, but I was like, dude, Kagura makes a weird cameo. <laughs> I mean, we get to see Kagura, so I mean, it's kind of an I upset. I mean, it's a win-win for me in that, in, that, in that regard. But yeah, I just, I was curious on why they decided to go with that. Maybe we'll try and get them on the podcast one day and talk to them. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, DNF uh, Media, please join us one day. We'd love to talk to y'all. Yeah, because because <laughs> we're enjoying your work, honestly. Like, I honestly, I want this to be a full Power Ranger season. I'm sorry, I have to say it, Nate. <laughs> yeah, this needs to be made into a full thing. I don't know how we can make that happen, but they need to be given the keys to Hasbro. And I, I mean, and I admire them for that because, like, I remember when I, when I was a bit younger and I was watching Go Kaiger, and then like after I watched like uh, Super Mega Force and like just seeing how much this sucked, it's like I was just thinking, my man, I could do something better if I just got a bunch of people together and we could do our own thing. And well, these people are actually doing their own thing that I was thinking about. So, I mean, and they're doing it well. I got to take my hat off to these people because it's one thing. Oh my god! Yeah. Like no disrespect, like, and I'm not trying to disrespect Carl Dutton. I have like what Carl Dutton does with his audio drama is amazing, like per like yeah. amazing. But it's a completely different thing what these people are doing. Like to take the Sentai footage and like and like dub over it and edit it into like new films. Not to mention having to film their own original stuff because this looks like because this doesn't look like it's just a fan production. Like the production quality does look does look like pretty huge so i'm just like like these people are like a whole new level like this is just insane well i mean okay so to that comment i think carl dutton and zenith media are both very s-tier quality when they come to what they've done for the fandom in different formats um i think if carl dutton were to have taken his stuff to a screen he would do very comparable work to what Xena Film has done, even just with the storytelling. Like, 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have the same level of production quality. I don't know. That depends on who he can find to help him do the production quality. But definitely, these two fan projects—they deserve your undying love and respect. Yeah. So for everybody who's whining about how we don't get a Tokyo adaptation, watch these people because they're doing it. I mean, they honestly do it way better than the Neo Saban era did. Yeah. And honestly, I'm glad that they're the ones doing the Tokyo adaptation and not like Saban or Hasbro. Yeah, because I, I know that I keep harping on like they're on like the backgrounds that they give to mesh with the Sentai footage, but like it's way better than like because if you want an if you want an idea of like just how bad the transition from original footage to Sentai footage and vice versa is, uh. Go watch the episode Megaforce Ultra Power, where they get their Ultra Mode, where they demorph from, where after they defeated the monster, they demorph from Ultra Mode to Civilian Mode. That is the worst transition I have ever seen. The background that the Megaforce Rangers, like the unhinged ones, you know, like Andrew Gray, Ciara Hanna, blah, 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 blah are standing in looks nothing like what was in the ghost stager footage i have never seen anything that bad but and that's a multi-million dollar company that can't afford to do this type of stuff but but in my very extremely weak defense of that we had Sierra hannah on screen okay but that's still like just a 0 0.1 out of 10 for that shot then it's still better than a zero yeah, okay, fair enough. But anything else we want to say about this? Um, no, I, I just think we're all all steam ahead, man. This is a great season. Yep. And that's my last pun. Thank God. <laughs> um, For this episode. <laughs> yeah, so we're definitely, uh, we're definitely going to take a look at episode two. Episode two is out. Uh, episode three we'll review when it comes out, and hopefully we'll have the production team on because we are planning to have uh, Carl Dutton on yeah. the guy who was behind the audio drama. Um, you know, to talk about it with him, we're, we're definitely going to be talking to a lot of people who do these uh, fan production stuff, but this is another fan production to take yeah. a look at. Uh, and as for the audio drama, we are going to be taking a look at season three when they complete it. Cause they are back to uh, releasing episodes now that the screen actors and writers guild strikes are over. So, uh, Definitely looking forward to that. And uh, before we sign off here, uh, just something uh, quick to say. Uh, so the year of 2023 is wrapping up and you, and you know, we can say that we've gone through some rough times this year with the stuff that we've taken a look at. Um, <sighs> taking a look at two really bad Sentais, but, um, but We've still very much enjoyed bringing this content to you. You know, we've noticed that, you know, like we've gotten some new fans where, you know, our views are going up. We've really, you know, built a lot of connections. I mean, like I said, we're going to have Carl Dutton on here very soon. And I've not not only that, but the guy who voiced Rocky on the audio drama reached out and like, you know, thanked us for his review. Like, we really appreciate all these connections and all these people who are. Yeah watching us our numbers are up and we're going to continue to review stuff and we're going to continue to grow our podcast over the next year 
we got a lot of fun stuff planned for you guys and hope and we're gonna try our very best to not look at some bad sentais next year although do you promise okay i can't pro okay i can promise you but you're not gonna hate ginga man okay I i'm just saying i've been given some promises by y'all this past year and uh i i'm not gonna some of them some of them led to sentais that I would never have wanted to watch. I go well, on my defense. Geo Ranger wasn't my idea. I knew you were gonna hate that one. Zero Ranger was a terrible idea, but Geki Ranger, the audacity for us to say that was a good sentai and okay, as a way that, to make me watch it. That was Anthony's idea. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, I guess we're gonna throw Anthony uh, under traps. I thought you said your bad puns were done, damn it. The opportunity presented itself. I had no choice. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and uh, hopefully by the time we do our next big, like whether it's the 150th or 200th episode, uh, I'm going to be doing a podcast where I tier all the Sentais because I'm closing in on having watched every Sentai ever. So uh, that'll be very fun. Uh but yeah, we have really enjoyed this whole year, you know, just doing all this content uh, for you guys and, you know, you guys watching us and our podcast growing. Uh, and we're going to continue doing that uh, next year as well. And we're really looking forward to that, guys. And we thank you guys so much for uh, for checking us out and giving us your support. Uh, but with that said, um, next time we will be taking a look at Time Ranger. Uh, we will be doing our third Time Ranger review, and uh, after that, we have a few more. Uh, we have two more Time Ranger uh, podcasts uh, lined up up until the end game. Then after that, we're going to do our Time Force review, and then our uh, little uh, versus special because we do think that Time Ranger and Time Force are good enough to be compared to each other. Yeah, we need to have a talk about that. Yeah, I'm so excited to be able to do that because I thought we would be able to do it with. Geki Ranger and Jungle Fury, but that turned out to not be possible. You uh, were sorely mistaken, my friend. Yes, and I and I knew for a fact that we weren't we weren't going to be able to do it with Mighty Morphin and Geo Ranger. But uh, yeah, with that said, uh, so that's our schedule. Then after, and uh, we'll give you guys a preview of what we're going to be doing after that uh, when we get to it. But keep your guy, keep your eyes out for uh, that come um, come at the beginning of twenty twenty four. With that said, we thank you guys so much for taking the time to enjoy this podcast. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to our channel. Um, we also appreciate everybody who takes a look at us on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Very much appreciate that. If you're watching that, if you're listening to this, uh, be sure to give this podcast a uh, rating out of stars or whatever the ranking is on on uh, iTunes and uh, check us out at animesecrets.org to give us some commentary on what you would like to see us review. And uh, we will be doing uh, rail riders episode two very soon, probably after we finish uh, time ranger. But uh, yeah, that about wraps this up. Uh, we will see you guys next time when we jump back into time ranger next year. But until that time, you guys stay safe. You guys have a very, you guys have a happy holiday, you know, have, have a good Christmas and new year. We'll see you guys next time. We love you and may the power protect you. All aboard for year 2024.